0: I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I almost did like a wacky opener, but then I remember that people are listening to this for the first time. Right. Like, you know, mm. like that, that. They aren't that. comfy with us yet. No, but they would not think that that was cool. So I played it cool. I played it kind of professional, but mm-hmm. a little hip. Did you get that from that? I did. It felt good. Felt okay, good. 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 Well, welcome. If this is your first time, it is a professional operation <laughs> and it's sadie's yes, night it is. to tell us the story so uh, why don't you go on ahead and take it away sadie
1: all right it's a doozy oh, you're great. gonna love it great this is the norfolk four and the murder of michelle moore bosco
0: i don't like any murders with numbers in them
1: Mm-mm, it never shouldn't. goes well
0: on, in any direction that it can go
1: nope this one does not go well at all Fucking great In the early morning hours of July 8th, 1997, 19-year-old Bill Bosco, who was a sailor in the U.S. Navy, arrived home to his Bayshore apartment gardens in Norfolk, Virginia, after a week at sea. He was worried because his wife, 18-year-old Michelle Moore Bosco, had not been at the pier when his ship had arrived. Nope. She had promised to be there, but he hadn't been able to find her in the crowd. He hoped she had just overslept, but when he entered the apartment, he found Michelle on the floor of their bedroom, half naked and lying in a pool of her own blood, dead. In a panic, he ran to his neighbor's apartment and called police. When police arrived, they found the young woman had been stabbed repeatedly. An autopsy would show she had been raped and then suffered four stab wounds to her chest and then had been strangled to death.
0: Oh my god
1: michelle was born on august 19th 1978 oh, oh <laughs> no, no. Just my birth- birthday guys in pittsburgh pennsylvania she was described as sweet quietly funny and a little goofy billy remembered her as quote a little geeky and beautiful like a red-headed sandra bullock lookalike mm. michelle met billy in 1994 when she was 16 They were on their bus on their way to Keystone Oaks High School. The two were friends first, although Billy admitted to asking Michelle out every other day for weeks, but she always said no. (laughs) So cute. No. When he finally gave up on her and asked a different girl out, Michelle teased Billy for giving up too easily and then agreed to go out with him. Hard to get. No. Billy said after their first kiss, Michelle was so flustered that she walked straight into a wall. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) No. Cutie pies. The two continued to date through high school, and when Billy decided to join the Navy, Michelle decided to go with him wherever he was stationed. She had spent the last few years of high school working to become a hairstylist, so she could go anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Billy was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia, and proposed to Michelle on Friday the 13th of December 1996. I love these two. Ugh, dude. I do too. Adorable. They're adorable. Yeah,
0: Yep. My kind of people.
1: hmm At first, they planned a Halloween wedding nearly a year away. Oh, my God. I know, but they couldn't wait and ended up eloping four months later in April. <sighs> They were so young and so poor. They couldn't afford to get each other wedding rings. <laughs> now that they were married, Billy could move off the naval base and the two moved into an apartment. They made a happy home together. Michelle, who loved cows, oh. filled the apartment with cow figurines and prints. Oh my heart. Why <laughs> no? This it's just my heart. Yeah, and there is so much out there about this whole case, like so much out there. I mm-hmm. could have gone on and on and on and talked about like so I, I loved the details mm-hmm. with the couple and so if you want to know more, there are documentaries and there are articles and, and I think great. a lot of people probably have heard this case.
0: Yeah, I have not, but good. yeah.
1: Yeah. They would often have friends over for dinner and love to barbecue at the communal apartment pool the complex was full of other navy soldiers and their families making friends there was easy and the newlyweds were happier than they'd ever been <laughs> life was really good Ugh. you know. 18 My- and 19 years old i mean Ugh. cow's figurines
0: it- <laughs> i know <laughs> so- <laughs> it like makes me makes it hard to breathe a little yes. bit yes
1: So as police processed the crime scene, they noticed there was no sign of a break-in, but learned that Michelle was known to be a trusting person and would not hesitate to let someone in if they needed help. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uncommon for her to leave the front door unlocked, even when Billy was gone. She didn't think anyone would hurt her. There was no sign of a big struggle. It was possible the killer caught her off guard while she slept. Michelle's friend and neighbor, Tamika, told police that she had been with Michelle all day on July 7th and had left her apartment at 11.30 p.m. to go to bed. Police believe someone entered her apartment in the night and killed her before her husband returned home early the next morning. Mm -hmm. Tamika also told police there had been a neighbor who had been paying too much attention to Michelle in the weeks leading up to her death and had been making her uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. This neighbor, 25-year-old Daniel Williams, was also in the Navy and lived with his wife, who, just 11 days before Michelle's murder, had been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Ugh. Uh, She unfortunately would die four months after Michelle's death.
0: Oh, God.
1: They shared their apartment with another sailor, Joseph P. Dick Jr., who was a shipmate of William's. They were across the hall from the Boscos, and Tamika said Williams was often out in the hall and would be sure to say hello to Michelle anytime he saw her. Williams would come over often to use Michelle's phone, and she always let him. Tamika told a story of, quote, one night when Billy was away, she and Michelle were drinking wine coolers in Michelle's apartment with other friends when Williams appeared at the door and asked to use the phone. Mm-hmm. When he finished, Williams asked Michelle if he could join the party. As the music played, Williams started to dance. He gyrated around the room, pumping his hips against the walls and floor, his eyes Mm -hmm. locked on Michelle.
0: Yuck. No.
1: Tamika had had enough and asked Williams to leave, and he did. Yuck. Michelle had even told family in Pittsburgh about her, quote, creepy neighbor, but wouldn't tell Billy that Williams was making her uncomfortable because she was worried what he might do to him. Mm Mm-hmm. When authorities talked to Billy about finding his wife dead, he told them that when he arrived home, he was worried about Michelle, but thought maybe she had started a new job and hadn't had a chance to tell him she wouldn't be able to meet him at the pier when he Mm. got home. Right. When he got into the apartment, he noticed the kitchen light was on and thought it was strange because she was always really careful to turn the lights off when she left a room. He decided to take a shower. And as he walked into the bathroom, that's when he saw Michelle. Mm. He tried to find their portable phone, but in his panic he couldn't find it, so he ran across the hall to Daniel Williams' apartment. They managed to call police, and Billy went back into his apartment to wait for them. Williams came into the apartment with him, and Billy told him not to follow him into the bedroom, but Williams did anyway. They placed a white blanket over Michelle's legs and then left the room. Billy was so enraged that he punched a hole in the hallway and broke his hand. He then ran outside and puked in the bushes. Uh, I, mm, I cannot. No, poor Billy. I can't. So knowing Williams was interested in Michelle and happened to be the one who called nine one one was enough for police to ask him to come in for questioning. When he arrived, he was driving his red nineteen ninety five Chevy pickup. Detectives couldn't help but notice the bumper stickers on the back. Quote, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Quote, seven straight days of sex makes one week.
0: Oh, my God. And,
1: quote, sex is like pizza. When it's good, it's very good. When it's bad, it's still pretty good.
0: Classy gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I want the ladies to know what I like right (laughs) out of the gate. (laughs) Puns
1: and (laughs) sex. (laughs) Uh, they were suspicious of the man and started what would end up being more than nine hours of questioning all throughout the night. Mm. Williams admitted to knowing Michelle and said that they would talk about his wife's illness, but was adamant he'd never been alone with Michelle, and he certainly hadn't been the one to kill her. He agreed to take a polygraph test and willingly allow detectives to take samples of his DNA, including blood and hair samples. As the hours passed, Williams became worn down and when detectives asked him if the hairs that had been found on Michelle belonged to him, he said, quote, I don't know. They might be. I may have sleepwalked, but I don't remember.
0: Ew, not a good answer, dude. If mm-hmm. you want to
1: not be sus- suspicious. Mm-hmm. Police then told him he'd failed the polygraph test, mm-hmm. even though he'd actually passed it.
0: Ah, oh, once again, that
1: was the last case. Mm-hmm. Riley Fox case. Same mm-hmm. fucking thing. Sensing Williams was about to crack, they kept pushing him to confess. He never once asked to speak to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Detectives started to put the pressure on Moore and told him the only way to avoid the death penalty was to confess to killing Michelle. Eventually, Williams agreed to confess. Quote, I knocked on her door. Michelle was hesitant to open it, but I convinced her to. I forced it open the rest of the way. My wife was asleep next door. I didn't mean for anything to happen maybe a little struggle. I tried to pin her down. I was wearing a white pair of briefs, no shoes. She was wearing a black t-shirt and a white pair of underwear. When I left, she was hollering and screaming. I never choked her. I don't remember whether I hit her. I never ended up having sex with her. When asked why he had attacked Michelle, Williams answered, quote, Everything was building up. I hadn't had sex in a couple of months. Michelle was a pretty girl. Williams would go on to say that he did rape her but didn't ejaculate and that he hit her a few times with a shoe. At the time, detectives didn't know how Michelle had been killed. They didn't hmm. know, like, definitively how she had been killed. Right. I'm not buying it. Should I buy it? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm not that buying was- it.
1: So, barely 24 hours after Billy found Michelle, police arrested and charged Williams with her rape and murder based on the confession alone. It wouldn't be until later that day, after authorities learned for sure that Michelle had been stabbed, that they decided to go back and question Williams again. Mm-hmm. During the second interview, he admitted to stabbing Michelle. Police believed for sure they had their suspect. But
0: how did he admit to stabbing Michelle?
1: Huh? Mm-hmm. 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 Just sort of admitted to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. So five months would pass. Police had closed Michelle's case and handed it over to prosecutors who were preparing for trial when they ran into a major problem. Tell me everything. When the DNA results came back from semen found next to Michelle's body, it did not match the DNA Williams had willingly submitted to police during his interrogation.
0: Oh, what a shocker. What a shocker.
1: Rather than wonder if maybe he had given them a false confession, detectives decided he must have had an accomplice.
0: Oh, I did not see this coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> four. Are we going through this four times based oh. on the title? We'll just have to. I'm freaking out. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: oh, no. Uh-huh.
0: Everybody take a breath, take uh-huh. a drink of water, get a uh-huh. snack.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah. I had okay. Megan read through this one. And she's like, Courtney's not going to survive it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so they kept the dna results a secret and decided to go back and question williams's roommate 21 year old joe dick so most of these guys i'm going to call them by their last name except for Mm -hmm. joe dick i just cannot say dick a thousand times so i'm gonna call joe dick joe great he had originally told police he was on duty the night of michelle's murder but when they double checked his alibi they found out he was lying and had not been at work that night Mm mm-hmm with that information, Joe, someone who was described as timid and very socially awkward, suddenly jumped to the top of their suspect list.
0: Oh my god.
1: They brought him in for questioning and he agreed to take a polygraph test. He passed the test also, but detectives decided to tell him that he'd failed it. Oh my god. hmm <sighs> Okay. Joe continued to tell authorities he was innocent and hadn't been anywhere near Michelle or her apartment that night but they didn't believe him and continued to press him. Mm. They showed him a picture of Michelle at the crime scene, which caused Joe to start to crack. Oh my God. He told police he had been there with Williams that night. At first he told police he only watched the attack, but when he was told about the DNA left at the crime scene, he changed his story and said that he had also raped Michelle and stabbed her. Oh my God. Despite getting most of the details of his story wrong, including telling police Michelle had been killed in the living room, Joe was charged with murder and rape based only on his confession.
0: I, I am just not going to know how to react or what to say through this entire case. No, like, there's right.
1: nothing to say. And it's going to be happening over and over again. I'm skipping a lot of details. Again, there's uh-huh. just so much to cover. Yeah. Um, but the there was one hard ass detective who would come in and just press and press and press and press and press press for hours. Just give me what you want. This is the only way you're, we know you're guilty, blah, blah, blah. You know, all, you all know about how false confessions happen. Right.
0: Right. Right. It's just so hard to wrap my mind around police being like, ah, DNA doesn't match. Let's find somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, great. He, we're going to do the same tactics Mm and uh, like, no please Mm -hmm. people please the world don't be stupid i know i I beg of you just don't be that stupid
1: please (laughs) but you are yes (laughs) (laughs) so it had only been a month since police learned that williams dna hadn't matched before they had another man in custody Mm. It would take less than three months for Joe's DNA results to come back. And on March 26th, detectives learned that Joe's DNA also did not match the DNA found at the crime scene. I'm shaking
0: my head right on off of my neck.
1: Yep. So did the police decide maybe they were on the wrong track Whoa. and went, let Williams and Joe go? I, Hell, I, no, <laughs> Hell no, they didn't. Hell no, they no.
0: Also, have I never heard of this? This is, Everything about us is blowing my mind. Yeah.
1: I've heard of it, but I did not know how crazy it was. (laughs) God. (laughs) They tripled down and decided there must have been another person there that night. With absolutely no evidence to suggest there was more than one perpetrator. They went back to their suspects to find out who else might have been there with them that night. (sighs) Authorities ended up intercepting letters written by Joe to a friend while he was in jail. (laughs) In these letters, he talks about how he was trying to keep quote, Eric from talking about something. Oh my God. He described him as a white male, six feet tall, 155 pounds assigned to the dock landing ship Shreveport. and said that he drove a blue Toyota Camry. Police asked Navy investigators to help. And a few days later, they said they might have the person they were looking for. 21 year old Eric Wilson. Wilson had been in the Navy for three years and was an Eagle Scout in high school. When police brought him in for questioning, he said he didn't know Williams, but had met Joe at a local country Western bar, but they were not friends. Mm -hmm. Just like the other two men, Wilson would eventually confess to being a part of Michelle's rape and murder. What the fuck? No. He also got the facts of what happened that night all wrong, and there was no physical evidence to suggest that he'd been there. Oh my God. In his confession, Wilson said that he, Williams, and Joe were watching television in Williams' apartment when they decided to visit Michelle on the night of July 7th. Mm-hmm. She let them in willingly. He said that after being there for a little while, the three sailors started tickling her on the living room floor. But then they moved into her bedroom, but events turned violent. She screamed no, but each man raped her. Mm. He said he felt terrible about the rape and left before Michelle was killed wilson was then arrested and charged with rape and murder and sat in jail while awaiting trial
0: oh my god
1: shockingly a few months later when wilson's dna comparison came back it was also (laughs) not a match to michelle's killer
0: oh my god
1: so the detectives finally decided to let the three men go just kidding (laughs) (laughs) right god uh nope (laughs) They went back for more. Oh, my God. They interviewed Joe two more times. Each time he confessed again to killing Michelle, but his story was very different each time.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) The third time.
1: I know. The third time detectives interviewed Joe, they knew they needed a new guy to pin the DNA on. So they asked him if there was any other people there that night. Joe conveniently came up with someone named, quote, George Clark <laughs> and two other unidentified white men who were also there that night, guys he apparently didn't know but was comfortable enough with that they were willing to commit unspeakable crimes together. Right. hmm
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So these guys just all went to this random woman's house, she mm-hmm. let them in. Mm-hmm. There's definitely no evidence. If four grown men
1: go mm-hmm. to your house mm-hmm. And attack and rape a woman
0: Mm -hmm. and then murder her in a
1: very tight apartment complex. Like it's right next to all of these places, right next to each other.
0: Everyone's going to hear it. There's going to be prints. There's going to be cups. There's going to be cigarettes and everything. Yes, sailors DNA everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. No, it's so fucking crazy. All right. So we got George Clark and some other guys, right? which (laughs) already sounds
0: like Richard Glass from (laughs) Brady Bunch and also Bridesmaid
1: (laughs) George George Clark detectives (laughs) eating a Clark bar. Clark (laughs) totally totally, 100% so authorities were unable to find anyone who went by the name George Clark (laughs) so they decided to check William's visitor's log at the (laughs) Norfolk jail for clues and spotted a random woman's name Mm-mm. With the help of a private investigator, they traced her phone number to Orlando. The woman, who was a Navy wife, didn't know anyone named George Clark. <laughs> oh. But she knew another friend of William's. His name was Derek Tice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking making this up. Oh my god. When detectives showed Joe a picture of Tice, he said that he was, in fact, George Clark. What Yeah, man. So police got an arrest warrant for Tice, who lived in Florida and he was extradited to Virginia. I... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. During his interrogation he also confessed to the crimes. Oh my god. Where is the chief? Where
0: is the judge? Where is anybody? Where is a eleven year old? person random teenagers anybody anybody intercepting this shutting it down i don't know asking hard questions yes (laughs) like like, on what planet does any of this make sense right
1: oh my god so he said that himself williams joe wilson and two other men who he named as richard polly who is a former (laughs) sailor and ex-husband of williams wife and jeffrey ferris who is also a sailor broke into michelle's apartment with a claw hammer that night oh my god she was killed oh my god but let's remember that there was no sign of a break-in right they then took turns raping her and then she was murdered oh my god tice was added to the list of suspects and charged with michelle's rape and murder his dna also didn't match the dna found at the crime scene oh my god Uh... So finally, police gave it up and let the men go after realizing none of them had been there that night. I don't believe you. Just kidding. Ah, flew. <laughs> I think you can get one over on me. What they did instead was bring Polly and Ferrison for questioning. No. Polly was able to quickly prove that he had been chatting with his Australian girlfriend the night Michelle was killed, so they let him go. No, they didn't. Just kidding. God. <laughs> No, <laughs> they made him sit in jail after charging him with murder. Oh my god! When they talked to Ferris, he told them, "Quote: If I did it, I buried it so deep I don't remember."
0: <laughs> Wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Don't ever uh, a guys do not speak to the police ever, no, ever under any circumstance.
1: No, they charged him with murder only on the other guy's story. That's the only yeah. thing they had on him. Yes, he and didn't. also just
0: d- don't talk to them no lawyer yes no. right now
1: lawyer. both polly and ferris willingly gave authorities dna samples and sat in jail waiting the test results you'll be shocked to learn that their dna didn't match the killers either oh my god so <laughs> authorities went back to tice again and interviewed him this time he said a man by the name of john cj dancer was with them that night <laughs> So this is like a bad Christmas song. <laughs> yes, totally, like the you know twelve like days 12 of days fucking of Chris- terrible murders stories. Twelve days of
0: just r- random framing of multiple, multiple innocent men. Yes, and on the fifth day of hell, mm-hmm. interview my acquaintance said mm-hmm. about me that mm-hmm. i killed her with the claw hammer like <laughs> <Totally. laughs> totally. what
1: i don't well i was when i was getting into this i got through the <gasps> first four men and i was like okay and then i found a timeline and i was like oh my god i'm gonna be writing about false confessions the rest of my life because it all never locked. ends wait yeah. so at this point five so right now we have six six men in, j- in jail Four of them have confessed. Two of them are just hanging out, but six, but charged with murder. Yes, charged with Michelle's murder. Just because these Mm -hmm. other four men said Mm -hmm. that they had done it. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so we're now we're on to this guy named Dancer. He lived in Philadelphia. Uh, He was arrested by local authorities and had to sit in jail until the Norfolk police could get to Philadelphia to bring him to Virginia. Dancer told police that he had been in the area during the month that Michelle was killed, but mm. had been back in Philadelphia on the night she was murdered. He remembered it clearly because it happened to be his birthday.
0: That's a good way to remember.
1: Yes. He admitted he knew some of the guys involved, but refused to admit to having anything to do with the crimes the police were trying to pin on him. Mm-hmm. He agreed to take a polygraph and provided a blood sample. When investigators told him that he failed the polygraph, Dancer stopped talking and asked for a lawyer. Da,
0: da, da, da. Thank God.
1: Mm-hmm. Detectives then let him go. Oh my God! Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they then charged him with capital murder and rape. What? Based on Tice's new statement. My Only God. Th- I, uh, yeah. Yeah. He has a very solid, solid alibi. He also has a salad alibi. <laughs> so, very solid. I
0: would definitely be the one with the salad alibi. I, yeah, man. I love a salad. I'm always, I'm always up in a salad. But I, like, I think I might go and I think I actually might go insane. I think you've broken me. <laughs> know. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. I think I'm insane. Yes. It's so, so crazy. God. So this makes the seventh arrest for poor Michelle Bosco's murder. I'm going to vomit. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. That's so many people. I'm just... Yeah. I mean, that's all my whole family. My children, my husband, me, you and Laura, plus one more person.
0: I just like who... I. Corn cob in charge once again because it's the only explanation because who else is going like okay how many we have set so we have seven now seven seven men fit into a 400 square foot apartment Mm -hmm. none of their dna showed up no (laughs) like none of them but okay yeah Mm -hmm. yep run down those leads yep Yep. keep going yep none of the neighbors noticed the mob of men oh most of them have alibis great Mm -hmm. okay Mm No, let's just keep going. Run down the
1: leads. Yep. Do it. Yep. So these interrogations were never recorded in any way. (sighs) Of course not. Some of the men asked for lawyers but didn't receive them.
0: Mm.
1: They said the pressure was relentless and that they would have done anything to make the interrogation stop. Mm -hmm. Detectives told the suspects what they wanted them to say, fed them information about Michelle's murder, and would show them crime scene photos as they were confessing. Mm -hmm. So any quote facts they managed to come up with were given to them. Yep. Once authorities were happy with the story, they would then turn on the tapes to record the confession. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. To make matters worse. Not that it could get worse. Mm -hmm. Most of the defense attorneys representing these men fully believed they were guilty because they had confessed.
0: Jesus God. And look, I love the South. So I, I love the South it's
1: my favorite part of this country but god in heaven seriously and i feel like virginia is like yeah it's southern but it's like southern eastern southernish, and northern like it's sort of right yeah. there right like i don't consider it super southern but yes but this is some southern <laughs> totally. you know what i mean yes. it's like
0: a matthew mcconaughey movie or something
1: well i think um oh shit uh tom clancy no
0: one Michael of those Crichton. guys one
1: of those guys <laughs> wrote a jurassic park guy. yeah like wrote a, a, a screen uh-huh. or a book or something anyway yeah, based yeah. off of this yeah
0: yes mm-hmm. but nobody would buy it because it's too fucking outlandish <laughs> right. so they're like that's the, that would be the stupidest movie ever because
1: nobody will totally. believe it because it's too crazy uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so these defense attorneys did the bare minimum to represent their clients in some cases they encourage their clients to come up with someone else to pin it on mm-hmm. so in joe dick's case in particular his attorney was like you're guilty you've admitted it the only thing i'm worried about now is to keep you away from the death penalty you have to find out you like you just keep giving them names so that we can pin the dna on somebody Like, that's your job oh my God. And his oh mom, God. you know, and then the attorney calls his parents and he's like, he's absolutely 100% guilty. We just have to make sure he covers his own ass. And so then they get on the phone with poor Joe and are like, you have to do whatever they want you to do. You you have to like completely 100% go along with the police and help them so that you get a better deal. It's it's fucking insane. Yeah. Like,
0: Thank God for true crime podcasts, doing the Lord's work, informing the general public of all of the ways that defense attorneys and prosecutors and police do things wrong. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I'm joking when I say that we're doing the Lord's work because we're kind of the worst. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yes. Like in the 90s, in the South, and that's why I say like the South, it feels Southern to me because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, like that shady, Mm -hmm. uh, good old boy kind of Mm -hmm. thing midwest, you know, anywhere that mm-hmm. people just don't give a fuck and can do whatever they want and get away with it kind of a thing. Right. Yeah, of course you would be like do whatever he says. He's the he's the boss of this, you yep. know, he's the expert
1: and mm-hmm. we don't know any better. Yep. And his lawyer also oh. didn't he decided once they had so well, we'll get into it in a minute, but with Joe like at a certain point he just the attorney was like, well, he's already admitted it to it and he's fully cooperating. So I don't have to go to any more of their interviews with oh the police. God. So he just oh. like didn't go anymore. He's like, why should I have to if he just tells the truth and everything's fine?
0: Well, in a way, good, because when you need to overturn their fucking conviction, and mm-hmm. you have all this evidence that mm-hmm. his counsel was mm-hmm.
1: the absolute worst. But oy yep. man, that makes yep. me sick to my stomach. And I also think about the guys, all of them were sailors and have that mentality. Like you do as you're told and you respect yep. authority and, yep. you know, you just like do the right thing and you're going to get out of it. Yep. So Especially why would then. I, like, I will yep. cooperate and I'll give you my DNA and I will take the polygraph tests. I have nothing to hide. You're going to see that. And these fucking detectives did not fucking see that or the prosecutors. anyway. Oof. So, in February nineteen ninety nine, a year and a half after that terrible July night, scientists studying the DNA evidence in Richmond came back with a report telling the Norfolk police that not a single shred of DNA collected from the crime scene matched any of their suspects sitting in jail. But they already knew that. But like they ch- they tested everything. I think that they were like, here, ah, let's just gotcha. like let's gotcha. test the semen, or let's just. But they uh-huh. they tested all of the DNA oh available to them. None of it. Not a piece of hair, nothing. They even included the DNA of two other guys that knew the group, just like just by just, chance, oh random dudes, and their DNA also didn't match. Oh my god. <laughs> the super huge ass bummer is that Williams, the first guy, mm. had just decided to plead guilty to murder and rape mm. in order to Mm-mm. avoid the death penalty. Mm-mm. Yep, just a month before the report was released. Oh my god. Oh. Yep, I mean, not that it would have mattered because these cops are the fucking worst, like the literal absolute worst. Yes, but still, once you have that on the books, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he fucking pled to oh, it. He no. he pleaded guilty. Oh. Yeah, he was sentenced to two life sentences without the possibility of parole. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This is chaos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It fucking is. So just a few days later, on February twenty second, nineteen ninety nine, a woman walked into the Norfolk Police Department. She had letters written by a man who was in prison named Omar Ballard. Mm. In these letters, Ballard admitted to killing Michelle. Mm. If police had bothered to do their fucking job, they would have learned that Ballard was friendly with Billy and Michelle and had even spent time with the couple. Ballard was a friend of Tamika, who was the woman that Michelle had spent her last days with. hmm And when Tamika slept over at Michelle's apartment sometimes, Ballard would come to the door around 5.30 to pick Tamika up. hmm About two weeks before Michelle was killed, Billy and Michelle let Ballard into their home after he had been chased by a mob at the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. The crowd accused Ballard of beating a woman who also lived there at the apartments. Oh my God. Billy and Michelle stood up for Ballard, insisting that he stay inside their apartment until the police arrived. Mm. If police had checked Ballard's background, they would have learned that Ballard had pleaded guilty to assaulting that woman at the apartment complex two weeks before Michelle's death and that Ballard had stalked, attacked and raped a 14 year old girl in Ocean View 10 days after Michelle's body was found by police. Oh my God. He was serving a 41 year sentence for that rape. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. When police went to talk to Ballard, he admitted to knowing the Boscos and almost immediately admitted to raping and stabbing Michelle to death. Oh my God. Quote, after eating peanut M&Ms and drinking a Coke, Ballard also provided key details, including the characteristics of the knife he said he used to kill Michelle. He said he left it in the apartment. <laughs> quote, describe the knife you got out of the kitchen. The detective asked Ballard. Ballard said, quote, brown handle with ridges on it about four or five inches long police at the crime scene had discovered a knife similar to the one ballard described the blade had been bent to nearly a 90 degree angle wow even better they finally had a match to the dna left at the crime scene every single bit of it belonged to omar
0: ballard. oh whoa whoa whoa
1: <laughs> shocker of a lifetime yeah uh-huh. So, Ballard had been in jail soon after killing Michelle, and as part of his conviction, he had to submit his DNA to be added to the state database. So, for that other, the raping, yeah, the 14-year-old. yes. Right. So, it was just
0: sitting there already. They had it. Mm-hmm.
1: The Norfolk police never submitted the DNA from Michelle's crime scene to that fucking database to find a match.
0: Oh, I just smashed my house to pieces and lit it on fire. Oh, my God.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never did it oh my god uh. Ballard insisted he was the only one there that night he had acted totally alone so after finally finding their man detectives decided to let their seven other suspects out of jail
0: what the fuck and they've been in there for like just two, kidding like, oh no just kidding oh no <laughs> no I've got to go That's me leaving.
1: (laughs) It's not funny. I know. I'm laughing. It's not funny. Oh no. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. (sighs) (sighs) So authorities continued on and said that Ballard was just one of the now eight men who participated in the murder of Michelle. Oh my god. They said that Ballard happened to bump into the other seven guys in the parking lot of the apartment complex. Where they told Ballard that they had tried to break into the apartment but couldn't. Ballard then offered to help them get in, and they decided to go rape and kill Michelle all together.
0: I am, I, I am, a, I am insane. I am insane. <laughs> yeah, my brain is broken, and mm-hmm. I. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Authorities decided to completely ignore the fact that there was absolutely no evidence of more than one killer, let alone fucking eight. None whatsoever. I'm so mad. I'm like,
0: I'm mad at the whole wide world. Yes. You know? Yes. For... Eight, Allowing people to be born and educated and live through this world and grow up and go to the fucking police academy and go to the Mm. lawyer school and get the bar passed and go do this job and all come together and be the stupidest fucking most egotistical, maniacal, like... Mm -hmm Mm garbagey heap of people Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm.
1: yep it's unacceptable
0: the whole world yes Mm.
1: it's unacceptable well and they really try to pin it on the one detective (sighs) who got the guys to confess but it's the fucking whole system
0: they are all responsible for that shit big Big time time. oh i just want to go off about police right now (laughs)
1: so bad but i won't
0: Ooh, that makes me so mad! Yeah. you are fully complicit. If like nobody, uh, like nobody looked at this them. and was like,
1: you know what? Like the chief of police was like, mm, no, that's what I mean,
0: right? Yes, or the like, prosecutor. Like, no. Where's your the, evidence? The judges okay.
1: or the fucking nobody it gets worse. Where's the alibi? Oh mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I'm so mad. So without a single shred of physical evidence, prosecutors began the process of trying these men. Mm. Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> so yeah so joe whose attorney and parents urged him to take a plea deal he eventually pleaded guilty to rape and murder to avoid the death penalty oh my god this happened a month after ballard had already confessed to the crimes oh
0: my god Uh,
1: he was sentenced to two life terms oh my god meanwhile williams who had also pleaded guilty asked to have his plea withdrawn but the trial judge refused this motion Derek Tice, who had originally agreed to testify against his co-defendants for a plea agreement, decided to reject the deal after learning about Ballard's DNA match. Right? So Good. he gets that and he's like, fuck no, I'm done. Good. Jeez. Tice thought it would be impossible for a jury to find him guilty after mm-hmm. learning about Ballard's confession and the physical evidence tying him to the scene. Mm-hmm. That meant that Joe was the only person left who was willing to testify against his co-defendants, but Joe had told too many conflicting stories, and prosecutors knew that his credibility was shaky. Mm-hmm. So, on May fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine, the charges against Polly Ferris and Dancer, the men that who they never confessed to murder, mm-hmm. and who had alibis, those charges were dropped against them for real. Oh my god! <laughs> but just the three, just those <gasps> three guys, after sitting in jail for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. oh
0: my god yeah for
1: fucking no reason at all oh my god right yeah so in june 1999 eric wilson was the first to go to trial for michelle's murder uh wilson was the eagle scout mm-hmm. and the third suspect arrested he had signed a confession but later maintained his innocence wilson had said in his confession that he had left before the murder and then Joe's testimony at the trial had been tainted by his many versions of the truth. So the jury split its verdict. Guilty of rape, but not guilty of murder.
0: What the fuck?
1: hmm He was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Oh, my God. At this point, Billy and Michelle's family were so overwhelmed by the details of the case, but they also believed that the police and prosecutors knew what they were doing. Ugh. So they thought that Michelle had been attacked, raped, and murdered by eight men. And this obviously absolutely horrified them. Right? Oh, my... Yes! Yeah. And after... so like, But three of them were free. Right. Right. So, in the, yes. So they let three of them go. Mm-hmm. And one of them just got... Only got eight and a half years in their mind. Oh, my God. Yep. And then after uh, the all of, like... So during the trial and the beginning of it, there was a lot from the families. But then once the innocent stuff came out, mm, the family mm. went completely quiet. And so I don't know how, like what they think or how they feel about what's happening. Um, One can only imagine. I just don't blame them. I would, I don't no. even know. Like, I would
0: just shut down. I've gone yeah. insane just listening to a yes. tiny snippet of it, I guess. And the all the trials and the pre-trials mm. and the oh my god For eight
1: guys uh, i just got <gasps> terrible chills so at the same time as wilson's trial omar ballard pleaded guilty to michelle's rape and murder and then also received two life sentences without the possibility of parole <laughs> as part of his plea agreement ballard implicated himself and the other seven men in michelle's murder no <laughs> he did you're kidding me
0: no. they wrote that into the fucking plea agreement they did oh no that was the
1: I... only way they were going to give him a plea agreement was if he had, he implicated them uh, hmm. yep I'm so beside myself Yep. so he later told PBS Frontline that the only reason he changed his story was to get the deal and then was adamant that he was the only one there that night I mean duh <laughs> not like we yes. need his word on all of this yeah but still yeah so that only left one man whose fate had not yet been determined in february of 2000 Derek tice's trial started prosecutors leaned heavily on the emotions of the jury and the pride of the town for their sailors quote when the fleet comes in it's a huge event dj hansen who was a former navy prosecutor said You have got all of the kids down there on the pier. Daddy is home. Big celebration. There's a military family that cares for these people when their wives and their husbands and their parents are gone. There is a saying in Norfolk that the Navy takes care of its own. And one of the things that makes this crime so outrageous and so vile, ladies and gentlemen, is that these men were sailors. And they did this to another sailor's wife. Oh my god. With only Tice's taped confession and the shaky testimony from Joe, the jury found Tice guilty of rape and murder Mm -mm. as well, and Mm -hmm. he was sentenced to two life terms without the possibility of parole. Oh my god. Tice would be granted another trial three years later, but that jury would also find him guilty. Uh, How? I think that people just don't understand how, how it's possible to confess. Well, especially back then. Yeah.
0: And also bad defense. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time, time people end up in prison because they had bad defense. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when your defense thinks you did it. Mm-hmm. That's the worst
1: defense. Mm-hmm. Totally. So by 2005, the Norfolk Four had attracted support from the Innocence Project.
0: I'm just please, let's get to this part. Yeah, please. we're we're done. We're going. Let's now just we're skip over to however much money they got
1: because I can't. Okay, we're <gasps> getting there, Court. I'm, <sighs> <laughs> I'm almost there. I got like two pages left, and it's all the good stuff. Phew. Yeah, you, you did it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so upset, I know. Teams of pro bono attorneys from three different firms began to work on their legal appeals and clemency petitions. The work was supported by a 60-page report by the Academy Group Incorporated, which is a Virginia forensic consulting firm. Based on its review of the evidence and confessions, it concluded that none of the Norfolk Four had been involved in the rape and murder of Michelle, I mean, duh, and that Ballard was solely responsible, as he had claimed. Wilson, huh? who had only been found guilty of rape, was let out of prison in September of two thousand five after serving six years of his eight and a half year sentence. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So they let he 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 was done, but as part of his, the conditions of his release, he had to register as a sex offender. So they didn't oh let him god. out because of the Innocence right. Project. It, he just completed just, his fucking sentence. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. So now he's out there, poor guy, registering as a sex offender. Uh, Attorneys for Joe, Tice, and Williams petitioned for clemency on November 10, 2005 from the Virginia governor. Several retired FBI agents supported the men's claims of innocence, as did 11 of the jurors who had initially convicted Tice and Wilson. These jurors submitted affidavits in support of the sailors' clemency request before the Virginia State Parole Board, saying that they believed the men were innocent. Eventually, 10 former state attorneys general more than 20 former FBI agents and 13 original jurors in two of the cases publicly supported their innocence. Mm -hmm. On August 6, 2009, governor Tim Kaine granted a conditional pardon to the three men who were sentenced to life, (laughs) which gained their release from prison after 11 long years. Oh my God. But this action did not vacate their convictions. As part of the conditional release, they were still required to register with local authorities as sex offenders and felons, a requirement that meant they had to frequently return to update their records and had severe restrictions on work, movement, and where they could live.
0: What the fuck, you guys? What is this world? Get me out of it. Mm -hmm.
1: 11 years in prison and then still sex offenders. So in May 2010, former detective Robert Glenn Ford... The fucking dickhead who started all this bullshit. hmm He was the lead detective in Michelle's case, uh, but who had since retired. Was indicted on unrelated federal extortion charges. You know, do you want to know shocking. what this fucking dickhead did? Please tell me everything. He had been accepting payments for years from criminal suspects in return for favorable treatment. <laughs> of course he had. Of course he had. I mean. Of course he had. Yeah. Uh, He was found guilty in federal court of two of the four counts against him and sentenced to 12 and a half years in federal prison. Mm -hmm. Mm Bye-bye. So Tice was able to have his conviction turned over fully on April 20th, 2011. In his ruling, Judge Everett A. Martin said that, quote, the police violated well-established rule that once a suspect has invoked his right to remain silent, the police must stop questioning. (laughs) In addition quote, there was no fingerprint DNA or other scientific evidence against Tice. No independent eyewitnesses implicated him. No physical evidence Im- implicated him. He concluded it was likely the jury would have acquitted Tice had the confession not been part of the trial evidence. Mm-hmm. No fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And poor Tice. I didn't get into all of it, but he had his conviction, like, overturned a billion times and then like, got, like goes to the Supreme Court of oh Virginia God. and then they would deny the with like oh on God. and on he just was back and forth <laughs> fucking ever
0: You can't do it
1: no it wouldn't be until october 26 2016 Mm-mm. that virginia attorney general mark herring quote conceded errors in the initial investigation Mm-mm. and withdrew his office's longstanding opposition to their claims of innocence oh my God. 2016 Like, we've all had a whole life. Yeah. Like, I
0: graduated. I was going on my own the year that these guys were all convicted. Yes. 20 years. Had whole lives. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) It's like it's staggering.
1: Yes. So, this made room for U.S. District Judge John Gibney to vacate the convictions of Williams and Dick, finally, fully exonerating them. Oh, my God. The state then officially withdrew all charges against them fucking finally oh. judge Gibney ruled that quote by any measure, the evidence showed that Daniel Williams and Joseph J. Dick did not commit the rape and murder to which they each pleaded guilty and no sane human being would convict them by the available evidence. <laughs> but they did <laughs> they bunches did. of times, bunches of times. Yep. So then the Virginia governor formally granted full pardons to the Norfolk four, which included Wilson Who had not yet been pardoned because he had already served his sentence, but was still required to register as a sex offender in March of 2017. So then Wilson was finally let go completely.
0: This is crazy. Yeah,
1: they were also awarded a whole entire eight million (laughs) dollars between all of them. You've got to be kidding me! No, there was a settlement for eight million (laughs) dollars. You've
0: got to be kidding me,, no, so they each hit like five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, they after each taxes. right,
1: each of them got a little over more more than two million dollars before taxes, oh my God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at a press conference, the governor said, quote, "Justice was long overdue for these four. What happened to them was outrageous and undermines faith in our criminal justice system., <laughs> I think. yeah. It undermines
0: faith in uh, our education system,
1: uh-huh.
0: having of children, yes. raising of children, yes. as col- college, the world, yes. everything. Sanity, uh-huh. common sense, uh-huh. all undermined. All just to start, just to name a few things yeah. that I have had undermined <laughs> in me
1: in the last right 30 minutes. Uh-huh. God. Yeah. Uh, so the the governor continues. Hopefully, the settlement will help ensure this never happens again. <laughs> no, nope, not going. to. Oh, we better not do it because we had to pay the <sighs> pay him a whole eight million dollars. Like, yeah. where will we ever come up with that budget in our twenty five <laughs> billion dollar police it, yeah, budget? Like, exactly. You. So, like I had said before, I wasn't able to find any statements from the More Bosco families about their feelings yep. on Michelle's case, and how it ended up. I just hope for them that they have peace, knowing that Michelle's real killer is in prison, mm-hmm. and that ultimately the men falsely accused of her murder were set free. Mm. I just am so sorry for her life and tragic death, which got lost in this terrible miscarriage of justice.
0: I, I, I the like, that victimization for me, it's gonna make me cry thinking about that. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if somebody I loved died and yes. then all of these lives got ruined. Yes. And their loved ones lives yes. like and their kids and their kids kids and their fucking knees I mean.
1: Yes. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. So bad. Sucks so bad. I know. There the there's a front line that you can watch on PBS. Mm-hmm. Um and it was 9 months after they the guys had all been released. And they interviewed all, like, all four of them. And yeah. they were, at that point, fucking broken. Like, broken. Their families, they interviewed their parents. And, you know, it's <gasps> just, they're fucking broken. They can't, no. like, what do you do? One of them was like, I cannot leave my house until this is fully overturned. You know, at that point, it wasn't. They were still conditionally released. Um, he was like, I don't, I will never feel safe again. I, no. can't, I can't do anything. I'll just, I have to stay in my house because otherwise I'll get charged with shit that I didn't do. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. So I hope for them, like, it's been some little bit of time now. You know, they've been out of prison for a little while. I hope that they found how to live again. Like, how to trust a little bit. Hopefully
0: they're all just in Bali. That's my answer to everything now.
1: Yeah.
0: Well... You wanna hear something really scary thing that I'm thinking about? (laughs) Sure. And now that truth and information is not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, do we have any listeners who are defense attorneys or part of the Innocence Project or anything? Has it gotten way fucking harder to overturn confessions because now sociopathic prosecutors have like all these new tricks in their book? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you can just like twist it all around and your jury's like sounds. Yep, okay, sounds good. I think lizard people are real, so I believe in that. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that that's the big problem, right? I yeah, mean, like it always... one of the one of the big problems is like what, <laughs> like how do you lizard if we people? can't right, like if we can't stand behind our scientists and our like, what is yeah. fact, what is fiction? Yeah, when that, that that's when your society fucking collapses, dude. <laughs>
0: Well, so, it's been a good run, everybody.
1: Enjoy oh, it while it lasts, because you're all getting framed yeah. for murder. Yeah, go oh. get some Lexapro, because then you can just kind of ride the wave without <sighs> fucking crashing and burning all the time. Fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. That's the story of the Norfolk floor <laughs> and poor, poor, poor Michelle More Bosco. I hate when people say that they're shooketh, but that is the
0: I am that <laughs> right now. That's, I am that I yes. am like, I feel that in my DNA, which yes. good thing I'm not having children yes. because they would feel that they would come out with a yes. deep, deep intrinsic fear of
1: false imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. No. And that, in that documentary, the parents are just like, uh, no, when they called us and said that our son had done that, there was just no way, there's no way that my kid could have done that ever and so he didn't never believed it and then they started confessing and they were like okay so that's weird you know i just cannot no because we also hear of so many people who clearly were the murderers and their parents are like no he didn't do it and he fucking definitely did right you know and so there would be that part of me where if that happened to one of my boys in, later in their life i would be like no way no way and then i'd be like well but maybe because i think all parents feel that way you know but like how do you know yes. You don't fucking know oh my god well, and then when you finally hear
0: everything that's going on and the other guy confessed, you'd be like, all right, they'll be out in two years tops. And right. then
1: 20 years? Yeah. I mean, thank God they didn't have to sit in prison that whole time, but, like, to, might as well. Right. Yeah, fucking hate it. So, there you go, Court. Uh, oh, don't ever do that to me again. You okay, get well.
0: one of these and then
1: <laughs> cut oh. off forever. Like I said, if I had known that there was fucking... Oh, on and on and on and, <laughs> on and on and on but uh yeah so Ugh.
0: maybe i have heard it and i just blocked it out that's what i was thinking. Too awful or
1: you've like read a tiny little bit about it and you're like nope no no mm-hmm. cannot do that
0: yeah that seems likely that i would have been like uh, 92 guys were falsely mm-hmm. confused <laughs> nope moving
1: on yeah i'm sure you've come across this story i, I really like, don't when, think if you see their pictures yeah I'm going to look it up. Because I really don't think I have. It's just like, they and all I, look alike, I, but just right. a lineup of, of, um, I was
0: super into reading about false imprisonment for a while and listening to podcasts mm-hmm. about it and stuff. So I definitely yeah. uh,
1: have gone there. Well, one of the reasons I did this is because a lot of, like, smaller podcasts have covered it, and then Generation Y covered it. Mm. Um, but then not a not a lot of other... Bigger podcasts have done it.
0: Yeah, I don't know Mm. these faces. I definitely don't know this case. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, good job, dude. That's so awful. Yeah. Maybe the awfulest one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking (sighs) terrible.
1: So, anyway, where do you want to go? Do you know it's not terrible?
0: (laughs) 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 Names. I got some names. I got a lot of names. I I got a lot. Oh, my God. I got so many more than I thought.
1: (laughs) so many. Lots of dicks this week, guys. Yes. It's one of the reasons I couldn't just call Joe Dick, because we talk about dicks too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite food names and dick names. So, we'll go through the dicks first, because, you know, why not? Right. Uh, Somebody, a listener sent in several bob dick is an economics professor uh there's a scholarship called the dick clay scholarship okay uh management professor is penny dick yes (laughs) (laughs) and then there's also professor dick field i can't remember i think these are all in the same place i think so too (laughs) (laughs) and then less less dick Less, but not less. Dick. Right, less dick. <laughs> uh, we got a page. page. <laughs> Married into it and clarified. So don't <laughs> fall into that trap. Um, Paul Onions. <laughs> he survived an attack from serial killer Ivan Malat Milat, Milat in Australia.
1: Oh, yeah. Paul That's Onions. That's so funny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I forgot. Some of these come in right after the episode, and so I've got a little distance from them, so I forgot. <laughs> There's a place in the UK, Fingering hoe. <laughs> uh, and a listener sent us like a sign that said... I think it said like fingerling hole or something like that. So I looked it up because then the like tag nine line was something also funny. So I looked it up just to confirm. And I couldn't find a fingerling hole, but I did find all one word fingering hoe. And it it led me to endless (laughs) knobbing, which is a manufacturer in the UK. Endless knobbing. Yeah. Oh God! Yes, <laughs> and then a place called Nobbies, Nobbies <laughs> in Australia. <laughs>
1: Endless knobbing. Before you uh, move away from the knob train, is all the knobs? Yeah. <laughs> is knob job something that we just say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I think that's like, a. Okay. I think that's uh, read like a um, nationwide. Okay, just checking. Yeah, I figured, but I thought right. Not, guys? Then we need knob to job.
1: share right, like you know. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah i like can't get it. knob job yeah j- knob job, right. job. <laughs> yeah. A knob real quick anyway yeah. tell us it's
0: like jag off i didn't hear jag off until i moved to the northwestern part of the midwestern united states yeah um okey boyd nolan i <laughs> love it <laughs> jimmy skinner <laughs> i'm assuming they're related i hope so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Tammy hammer. <laughs> yeah. Tammy yes. hammer. Tammy hammer. Uh so there's a normal Illinois. Yes, there is. Yep. Um Chris Baby. <laughs> is it spelled and baby? Chris Baby. B B A B Y. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chris Baby. <laughs> So there's a family out there with the last name Baby. Yes. Babies, The Babies. Uh, Barbara Broccoli, who uh, is a producer, like a Marvel in the Marvel franchise, which fuck. I saw, I actually saw, and then somebody else sent it to us, too. So thank you for that, because I didn't write it down. Uh, Richard Wacker. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. I should have included that. A Dick Wacker. Yes. Uh, there's a nail salon in St. Louis, Missouri called Nail Me Good. <laughs> 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 and... Last, but certainly not least, contender for all time favorites. This is somebody's grandfather or great grandfather. Gladstone Pennell Lily Crap the Third. <laughs> 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 Say it again. Gladstone Pennell Lily Crap the Third. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, somebody's so smart. They like da, 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 <laughs> the they're just like yes here we are yeah our last name is Three lily crap
0: <laughs> uh we're gonna name our son gladstone Pennell, <laughs> lily crap and hope he just keeps going yeah keeps on keeps naming that. all of the, the kids that <laughs> gorgeous name oh, god <laughs> oh thank you guys so
1: much thank you so much uh, <sighs> anything before we do shouty outies no 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 Um, are you doing X-Files?
0: Oh, yes, yes. I said no, but yes, I meant yes. Um, yeah, I've got some spooky stories for you guys this spooky (sighs) season. I'm so excited to hear them. I haven't heard any of
1: them yet. Yeah,
0: I thought I was going to have a lot more time this week. And then I found out like on Friday that the shoot that I didn't think was happening Tuesday, Wednesday was on. So, ta-da! Um, but yes. Yeah. It will happen
1: too shortly. hmm mm-hmm. So excited, so keep an eye out for the X Files. If you don't yeah, know what that is, it, those Courtney's spooky stories that she scare me so bad. It's Halloween. And this time. year Mhm.
0: This year I collaborated on at least one with Sadie Sussman Ryan. Yeah. Um, I may or may not be able to do get another one out, but that guy can write some fucking Banger ass intros and that are so creepy and perfect. So can't wait. I know. Me too. All right, Patreon supporters.
1: supporters, thank you so much to Al C. Al sees
0: you and me. He sees it. We bees it. We go to the trees. The kid and trees and Al sees it Bees! Yeah. Ooh, Ooh! Bees! He says, Al <laughs> sees. And then we say, don't bite me, bee! And the bees don't bite us. We're the bee's knees, that's what the bees say to us. And
1: then we say, thank you. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah, do you think I'm allowed to say which town this person's from? It's in sure. the United Kingdom
0: is it lily knobber or whatever it's
1: twickenham
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh,
0: thank you al <laughs> clearly i'll see the bees in twickenham
1: uh oh my god and this one this person is from a place called egg harbor <laughs>
0: Why You guys are just making it up. Is that We're option find to out. just put in a fake name?
1: Well, this is a, this is a, a fake a town, town. I mean, I hope yeah, not because I want to send them things. Oh, these people. They're... Anyway. Uh, thank you so much to Tareem R. Oh, man. Tareem. Yeah. Gorgeous uh, name. My...
0: It is a gorgeous name. Tareem. You know what Tareem rhymes with? To dream.
1: Dream. dream. Also,
0: what else? Cream. Scream. Uh, like, when you know what you're screaming, though? Give me some delicious cream. Dream rule! Tareem! Because of fans, right? Because yeah, uh-huh. Tareem mm-hmm. clearly yes. crowds fans, right? around mm-hmm. screaming Tareem Dream. F- fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regularly.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, this... this... <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much to Georgia Webb and a bowl of lovely pasta. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what they wrote. Georgia Webb and a bowl of lovely pasta. <laughs> uh, Georgia. Yeah.
0: You've rendered me speechless. I don't know what it means, but it's so lovely. I know. Like that's such a lovely little
1: My stomach vinette? actually for reels just growled.
0: <laughs> Georgia Webb and a <laughs> A bowl, lovely bowl, of bowl and a of bowl lovely. of
1: lovely pasta. <laughs>
0: ah, I'm gonna ponder that. It's so cute. It's so lovely. I don't know what it means, but it. I love everything about it and you, Georgia Webb. Yeah, Georgia knows and I. We rolled. love pasta.
1: Oh my god! I had vodka with penne <laughs> and vodka sauce last oh, night. Man, you got next time you're here, Ryan. He made that mm. vodka sauce the other. Oh my god, so good. Oh, Georgia Webb's bowl is full of
0: vodka, penny with vodka sauce. Mm -hmm. You rule that Georgia.
1: So much. Uh, Thank you so much to Wendy M. Wendy or Wendy? Wendy. (laughs) Wendy? Wendy. (laughs) Wendy.
0: Wendy, I don't know. What's the difference? Is it Wendy or is it Windy? Is it Wendy or is it Windy? <laughs> one is with the well, D would... and the one is with the. I, oh, not but...
1: Windy. No, it's not Windy. Like Wendy, uh, wind- it's Wendy.
0: <laughs> Donna says, "I say both with an l. Both. I think what? it's a regional thing. Both. That's, That's how a, she. Hears what's a both? Both, like both. Oh, both. I don't know. <laughs> both. But she says, "I say both." Weird, maybe. I I know. know. Do I say both? You guys both.
1: I've never noticed that, but I would say it the same way, probably. So.
0: Well, anyway, back to Wendy. This is not about me. This is about Wendy. Wendy M. Miraculous, marvelous. Move over, girlfriend, boyfriend. Move over. (laughs) Because Wendy mm, is Is. also moving on up. Uh-huh. Monday. <laughs> on the dock, right on Monday. Moving on up. So move Get over, ready,
1: guys. Time. Yeah. Get ready.
0: Yep. yep. Anyone else? <laughs> nope. Just <one> <laughs> Sure. I'm on a roll tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. No, there is one more. <laughs> I thought you sorry. meant anyone else. I'm so, I'm
0: so sorry to these people. <laughs> we just survived
1: like 45 minutes of false confessions i'm not kidding when i say you made me insane (laughs) like
0: like, i need i need fluids
1: i need intravenous fluids oh god i want to give all of these people's addresses away can i tell you what street this next one lives (laughs) on? (laughs) yes yes uh nancy joe street Uh uh-uh yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my god (laughs) It's like when people build subdivisions and name all
1: the streets after their
0: kids. I'm assuming that's what that is, right? I hope so. Nancy
1: Joe, So cute. That's very cute. Uh, But thank you to Andrea S.
0: Andrea signals to the people who are watching that, yes, you can come over here and do what you need to do, which is save the planet. Yes. <laughs> She's the lookout, apparently, for the saving of the planet. She knows when it's time. She will give them the signal. That's good. That's a good job mm-hmm. oh, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing really that. It's really important to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anybody else? <laughs> please. Please help me. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. We'd love you guys. And uh, if Instagram and Facebook are back up, yeah, they were down all day, happen. which made me weirdly gleeful. Uh-huh. Uh, but if they ever come back, uh, find us over there at theywillkill. Also on Twitter. Um, you can go to our website, theywillkill.com. You can email us at theywillkillpodcast at
1: Review, subscribe. Hey, we had Please. somebody... Uh, Upgrade us. Yeah, we had. They gave us a two star review at first, and then just came back with a five star review, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so nice for you to admit that you were wrong." (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) It wasn't that. I think they just got used to us. I've I've had the exact same experience with podcasts. Where at first I was like, "Hell no, these are awful," but I kept listening because I was bored, and then eventually I'm like, "Oh my god, they're my best friends." So thank you. I know it was.
0: It was very meaningful. I really loved that review, and mm-hmm. I really loved that you stuck with it and that um, we become bearable over time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, totally. for real. No, really. It feels yeah. really sweet. I really so love it. So sweet.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you, AJ Perkins, for our music. Thank you so much. And remember,
0: this is just a straight-up, like, inspirational moment because, I don't know, I just... I was having a moment today where like you just don't know what's going to happen in your life and you should dream big. And that sounds so stupid, but you should, mm-hmm. you just don't know. It's really remarkable. The things that can happen to you. And so if you're feeling down or if you're feeling up either way, it fuck it It really does happen. You know, mm-hmm. like really good things really do happen. Really bad things happen too, but Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I just had a moment where I was like, my life is 85 billion times better than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so there you go. <laughs> if you need to hear that, there you go. It's been a really fucking hard year and I was still like, holy shit, this rules, you mm-hmm. know? Totally. So, so, yeah, it's just, but just, Put put whatever is in your heart, whatever is in your mind, even if you don't know what it is, yeah. put it out there and just say, "I want to know what it is. I want the bigger thing. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to put it out there, and it will probably come. I'm actually positive it will.
1: Do it. So, do, it. do it. Sure do. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. So Thanks much. for sitting through uh, eight. i oh, no, seven. I'm never do doing that pictures. again.
0: <laughs> No, we will not do that to you again. I will
1: make sure of it. But that was a really good story. But still start telling the story and be like, nope, that's too much. Done. Click all over. Like, oh that was weird. The story ended halfway through.
0: (laughs) I can't do this to these people. (laughs) Ripcord, emergency exit. Oh, we love you so much. We love you guys so much for being here.
1: See you later. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.